What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are listening to Lyles Movie Files. We are here, and we actually managed to be recording the episode before or after the big news has come out. Normally, we record, and then, like, I'm editing the show. Hey, guess what? Some breaking news happened. This time, we're on top of it, so we cannot wait to break it down for you all on this week's show. Little brother, how you doing? I'm doing good. Ready to do some podcasting. Excellent. Jay King, welcome back. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well, everybody. I've been on a world tour with Muhammad and Pooja, my woman. Um, <laughs> we're still on, but we'll be back uh, next week. We'll be back tomorrow, actually. And uh, yeah, going to Thanksgiving, man. I'm not showing my face because I look like a chia pet that's been neglected. Um, chia. Hey, dude, it's something, it's something terrible. You guys still have your hairlines intact. When you have a receding hairline and you've let your head, like, you've neglected the top of your head for a while, you look like an orange, like a molded orange. <laughs> Especially with me, because I got a round head. Dude, I got molded orange. This is the worst. So you get, you're not getting any of me tonight. You're not getting none of me on camera tonight. Uh, but I'm so happy to be shot. here. I want to see a shot after the show, though. Gunner, <laughs> what's going on with you, man? What's good, y'all? What's good, everybody? Good. Listen. Let's get into this right now. I'm not going to build it up. We have been literally, I feel like we've been talking about this pretty much since the pandemic started. What is Wonder, what is Warner Brothers going to do with Wonder Woman 1984? It was like, all right, we're not going to theaters this year to see it, maybe next year. And the Warner Brothers is like, all right, listen, it's coming to theaters on Christmas Day. That's it. No more delays. We're putting it out there. Today, this evening, Bombshell reveal that it is actually going to theaters, but it will also be airing on HBO Max. Christmas Day, it's a Christmas miracle for those of us who have HBO Max and have been waiting for something to justify adding that onto their PS4 and everywhere else. Because <laughs> literally, I'm like, I have all this stuff. Why do I need to? I mean, I wasn't paying for it. I mean, it comes with our cable service, but it was like, why are y'all hyping this up? I, call me back when Zack Snyder's Snyder Cut is ready. Now, I have something to look forward to. And I'll probably watch Scoob just to be like, hey, thanks for putting something else on here that I was interested in seeing. But yeah, can't wait to see this. We'll talk about all the ramifications, repercussions in a moment. But what's your gut reaction to this, Jace? Uh, great call. I mean, just we, we, some of us have been wanting to see this movie for two years. Um, and so I'm glad that they're finally saying, all right, we need, we need to do something. We need to do right by this movie and put it out there, at least for fans who want to see it. So I'm actually, I'm, I'm really happy about it. Jay King, what's your thoughts? This is excellent. I mean, this is part of what I've been waiting for since, um, honestly, since we've been under the COVID protocol and COVID way of life. We've got a full year of movies when you think about it that have been postponed or uh, at least postponed till next year or indefinitely. And finally, somebody had the cojones to put out a major blockbuster <laughs> on the streaming service. And I think it's going to I think this is a game changer because this is going to if this goes well, which I know it will. Uh, I think this gonna, HBO Max is going to skyrocket as far as uh, subscriptions. I, I think so. I think what's going to happen is a lot of other studios are going to pay attention and say, well, damn, we can do this too. We can, maybe we should release our blockbusters because for what it's worth. Second right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I want to get into that in a second. But okay, okay, okay. I just wanted your first take. Gunner, what's your thoughts on this? Man, first of all, I got HBO Max free from my AT&T situation, my cell phone. <laughs> so I got it free for a year. So I'm definitely getting my money's worth. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, this is perfect. Like, chief, like, excuse me, like, 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 Jay King said, man, like, we shoot, like, the major streaming service, like, okay, Mulan was one thing, but they were trying to charge a grip, so you know they didn't, you know, they ain't, they didn't see what they really could have done with it. Um, we already know what happened with Chris Nolan, right? So, yeah, yeah, I'm still, I was really excited to see Tenant, but I still ain't seen it because I ain't trying to kill myself. Um, so <laughs> this right here, the Wonder Woman, look, look, 
<laughs> I'm gonna be watching in the comfort of my own home, some Uber Eat sushi, chilling. <laughs> my own streaming service, yeah. HBO Max about to skyrocket because cats that don't have it yet, they're like, yeah, that's worth 14 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another tidbit about that. Don't forget, all DC shows are moving over to from the DC universe to HBO Max too. So it's yeah. definitely worth it. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it. Even when I got to start paying, it was definitely paying, one of those things it. where it was like this first year is kind of whack because right. it was like, hey, we got HBO Max. What do you got, HBO Max? Oh, we got witches. Got Scoob. Nope. And we got nope. all the stuff you've seen already. Harry Potter. Great. Have it on my shelf. Um, yeah. Friends. It's on TBS daily. Um, <laughs> right. They were right. hyping stuff. And I was like, dude, how are you going to make like, this? I don't need special? all this. Yeah. Sheldon. Don't forget Young Sheldon. Have, yeah, exactly. Disney Plus didn't have a rack of stuff, but we understood why. Because they were like, hey, in the fall of 2020, stuff is coming. But we got the show called The Mandalorian, which you are going to love. And we've got Clone Wars. So we've had content from them. But HBO Max has been a, a non-starter for me. I didn't even care mm-hmm. about getting it. I was like, oh, we have that? Oh, cool. Not going to watch it because there's nothing there. But now, game totally changed. Um, so how is this going to affect everything? Because I feel like this is Domino 1. And... Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to measure the success of this because there's the thought that hey, it costs Warner Brothers $200 million to make. In a comic book movie, you're pretty much assured, unless you're like some Fox or Sony pre-affiliation with Marvel Studios, that your movie wasn't necessarily going to make 200 But, I mean, Marvel is like $200 million? That's easy. Warner Brothers, $200 million, we got that cold too. You're not going to make $200 million from Wonder Woman. Maybe, maybe, because with it being on HBO Max, people who are adapting into the streamer only, like Jace and me, we're still, I need that hard copy, Blu-ray, 4K, whatever. I need that in my shelf. And I don't care if it's as simple as going to the thing and just hitting it. I want to put it in the disc and all that stuff. How is this going to impact Blu-ray sales and how will Wonder Woman 1984 generate a profit? Uh, I'm thinking it's probably going to be like kind of like Mulan uh, did for Disney Plus. They're going to measure. I don't know if they are charging a premium uh, to watch the movie, which I, I think is the way to go. Uh, but if they're if, if for some reason they decide not, let's no. I can't even say that's the way to go. There's I just just giving that away with to every subscriber is a dumb idea. I mean, especially when you can do a 30-day trial or something like that. That's that's just a horrible idea. Um, okay, let me read to you what Ann Sarnoff, the chair and CEO of Warner Media Studios and Network Group said in a statement. As we navigate these unprecedented times, we've had to be innovative in keeping our business moving forward while continuing to super serve our fans. This is an amazing film that really comes to life on the big screen. And working with our partners in the, exhibi- in the exhibition community, we will provide that option to consumers in the U.S. where theaters are open. We realize that a lot of consumers can't go back to the movies due to the pandemic, so we also want to give them the option to see Wonder Woman 1984 via our HBO Max platform. So, does it sound like a pay window to get to it? You're just going to be able to go Probably. Probably. I, I, that's, that's one of those, like, more details will be released <laughs> and, and you know, you know, terms are subject to change, but I think they're going to research the lawn situation. <laughs> we'll figure out our price point. Yeah, well, no, I'm <laughs> reading more details. The movie's going to hit international theaters on December 16th. Hopefully, that'll give them some money. Which you know, for international markets, that should do well. Aquaman did really well for Warner Brothers internationally, so Wonder Woman probably should as well. It's going to be available HBO Max at no additional cost to subscribers. That's that's, that's good though. I see their strategy. That's a good strategy. Release it internationally first. Get your get your bank. And be like, here you go, peoples. Well, uh, hey, and here, here's the interesting thing. Do I wonder if they change kind of the terms of uh, HBO Max for new subscribers? Like for like say Melvin who has a you know. 
through his AT&T phone, but maybe they'll say somebody like me who's going to come in a couple of days before or the day of and say, hey, unlike everybody else, you have to subscribe for a two-year <laughs> to get to be able to view this movie versus anybody else who's grandfathered in. I mean, I think what they should do is cancel the free trials on mm-hmm. December 23rd. Yeah. So you can't see Wonder Woman for free. Like I would just, just until some later date in 2021, no free trials, no 14 days, no seven days, you're in. Well, maybe one in, you have to pay. Well, maybe it's like you kind of put that one thing behind a paywall. It's like, this bingo. Is, you know, your subscribers. Like, and maybe just like have it as your ad, like, but you know, this is only available to subscribers. Yeah. I didn't know how to do that. I think they just need to hide it, like those premium content. You know what I mean? Like they do with like everything else. Um, any kind of like webinar type of thing. It's like premium content, sign this. Otherwise, you ain't watching it. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Another, another possibility is like, you remember maybe seven, eight years ago now, uh, probably longer than that, when uh, Jay-Z's last terrible album came out. Not the terrible album he put out recently, but the terrible album he put out before that. Talking about American Gangster. I don't know. No, it was it was after American Gangster. It was somewhere in the time where I don't oh, know. It was the one that had, I don't no, no, remember. It was like it was the first thing on title. Something I don't, I don't know. Let's just call it uh, uh, Dumpster Fire Four, whatever. Um, when he put Dumpster Fire Four out, it was an exclusivity thing where if you were a uh, Sprint customer or if you were one of the beta users for Apple Music at that time. It, the album, like, you 2 did the same thing. You got the album, the whole album uh, came with. So it was one of your pre-purchases. Like, if you bought the, uh, let's say, if you buy the, 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 the Grand Theft Auto with the, the starter pack of, of the whatever, right? You get uh-huh. all this, this content included. And that was one of the featured contents that was included with this thing, right? Maybe HBO, have they mentioned that they pay an obscene amount to Warner Brothers Studios to have the exclusivity of Wonder Woman being shown on HBO Max? Does they make no, this is under their umbrella. Money? This is their okay. umbrella. This is so, their umbrella. Their thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. they don't pay anyone. They don't pay anybody. Okay. Nope. Huh. So I wonder, really, I wonder how you said, how are they going to do this? Yeah. Like I said, I I'm feel like. Very curious how the money's going to be cancel free trials. You got to pay to see it. And ah, maybe you make them commit to a six-month window. Because mm-hmm. I feel like as a blockbuster movie, I don't want to see Wonder Woman 3's chances of not getting made because oh, I wouldn't make any money on Wonder Woman 1984. Well, I'm, I'm sure like Patty probably is like, I mean, they probably, they probably said, hey, I want a commitment for Wonder Woman 3. If you guys do this, I have, I'm on a commitment for Wonder Woman 3 in the deal. Like, just 100%, it's in the deal if you do it like this. Like, All right, it, let, let, me, let me go to what Patty and Gal Gadot have said on Twitter about this. Uh, let me see. All right, so Patty said the time has come. At some point, you have to choose to share any love. Nah, sorry. It was like a... One image, and now I need to pull up the other one. Okay, great. The time has come. At some point, you have to choose to share any love and joy you have to give over everything else. We love our movies. We love our fans. We truly hope that our film brings a little bit of joy and reprieve to all of you this holiday season. Watch it in theaters, big caps, underline, where it is made safe to do so. Check out the great work theaters have done to make it so, and available in the safety of your home on HBO Max, where it is not. Happy holidays to all of you. We hope you enjoy our film as much as we enjoy making it. Gal Gadot said, okay. <laughs> all right, it's time. We've all waited a long time for this one to come. I can't tell you how excited I am for all of you to see this movie. It wasn't an easy decision. We never thought we'd have to hold on to the release for such a long time, but COVID rocked all of our worlds. We feel the movie has never been so relevant, and we hope that it'll bring some joy, hope, and love to your hearts. Wonder Woman 1984 is a special one for me, and I can only hope it'll be a special to you, too. We've put our hearts and souls into it. So you can watch it in theaters. They're doing an amazing job of keeping it safe. 
and you can watch it on HBO Max from your homes. Sending you my love. Please keep safe and wear a mask. Happy holidays to all of us. Let the light shine. So they're, you know, similar language in some cases. Uh, yeah, so we've got that squared away here, you know, on Twitter, social media, cool with it. Patty Jenkins is, she was not Christopher Nolan temper tantrum, put my movie in theaters or else. Yeah, she was definitely, saw how well that went. Yeah, <laughs> she was definitely like, okay, I would really prefer to have this movie in theaters so people can see it. But it's cool. I'll wait the process out. We'll do it this way. And I think this makes more sense. I think also it makes Patty Jenkins look like a far more sensible person than Christopher Nolan. Um, just gosh, he just irritated me so much with his whole deal with Tenant on this. And I know there's some areas that are safe to go to theaters. Even if they were quote unquote safe, I would not go. So I'm really happy this option is available. Disney Plus also has a film, Soul, coming out in December, and I think it's December 25th as well. So it'll be interesting because we'll have two new films coming out on Christmas. So for all of us who can't go and spend hours trying to make nice with family members, we actually don't have to put on the face. We can just watch movies. It'll be great. We all love our families in the holidays, wherever we can spend them. Right. So good stuff. Uh, anything else on Wonder Woman, guys? No, we're good. This is a good idea. Good idea. Good stuff. All right. So now for my next question. There are a couple of movies, couple, quote unquote, that have been moved to 2021. And probably some of the thinking here was what possible weekend could Wonder Woman 1984 fit in if it decided to move to next year? I'm starting to think, guys, this pandemic is not going to be over on January 1st. Fair assessment. Yeah, okay. So that being said, what is the optimistic best case scenario that people will feel safe going back in the theaters? I'm thinking all the first quarters are wash. Done. So summer twenty twenty one when maybe, maybe I mean we're seeing people not do anything right now. Numbers are going super high. So this is indicative of how it's going to be when people decide, I don't care. I'm going to see Grandma Luke, Leah, and I'm going to go hang out with Cousin Joe Bob. I want to do this thing. And it's a super, super spreader thing after Christmas. Um, does this push us back until past the summer, to the fall? I don't. I, I think anybody trying to do the movie before August is just silly. Like, well, this is going to depend upon the number one factor. What region is going to be regional because I can tell you, coastal, mm. yeah, you know, we're not going to go quite yet. Well, our comfort levels are not going to be where they need to be for us to be moviegoers again. In the South and the Midwest, however, yep. we're going to the movies and we ain't wearing no goddamn masks because Donald Trump has told us not to and Biden and Obama want us to wait. No, that, 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 that's going to be the whole thing. They're going to go mm. to the movies and do whatever it is they want to do. And I'm not, look, I'm, I'm not going hard on y'all. This is just, this is a reality. Look at how this thing is spread in the Midwest now. It's like wildfire because y'all didn't believe it was so. You didn't believe it was true. And right. that trend is not going to continue. It's going to continue. It's not going to end. They needed to go to Sturgis for their motorcycle rally. Right? <laughs> of course, of course. Please, give them a break. Gunner, what do you think, man? I agree. Like, it's got to be regional one. Two july-ish people are going to start feeling better because the vaccines are supposed to be well if fda approves them according to the news that i've been reading and watching and all that vaccines should be cool to the public if all goes well with fda um you know around april yeah first quarter is done right we're just going to be sitting at home chilling and uh the midwest is just going to be doing what they do and we'll see how well that goes for them um and then, uh, yeah, around April is when it's supposed to be able to be, like, mass-produced for people, for us, not just uh, healthcare workers or whatever, just uh-huh. for us. And so that gives us July, August, like y'all said, right? You know what I mean? Like, I think people are going to feel froggy in, like, June, but the smart people will still be podcasting separately, chilling, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, September, just this week. <laughs> it's like buying a new game system. You don't buy it the first week. You buy it 
months later. So they've been Thank you. It's like an Apple update. I ain't updating my phone until it crashes the first exactly. update, and I can't get no phone calls. I wait a month or four, and then I'll be mm-hmm. like, all right, let me let me upload this joint because now it's point, you know, it's fourteen point eight. Yeah. Let me let me upload exactly. that joint. <laughs> that sorry, first wave of people burn their phones. Yeah. Jeff, you just touched on something. Do not buy the PS whatever and the Xbox or oh, yeah. whatever they call it. Don't buy it. The first waves of games are always trash. Big Mike, you need to be buying like, that PS5 like around the co- when when the vaccines come out. That's when you buy the PS5. <laughs> yeah. Now the funny thing is, which will be more plentiful, PS5s or the vaccines? Ooh. So, <laughs> ah. hey, yo, that's a, that's the podcast. Well, I, I, I will say this about it. that: you can't go in there and buy five vaccines. You can't go in there and get five vaccines. You can't go buy five PS for uh, five dollars. Good point. Okay. All right. So that being said, what is the next big movie that's going to decide? Ah, screw it. We're gonna come and put our movie on the streamer. What's our candidates? Yes. Yeah. What are our choices? Right. I don't even know what's coming out anymore. Yeah. People aren't advertising them that much. Give me a second. Um, here's fun. some the James Bond movie, No Time to Die. Oh yeah. That is delayed until next year. Um, Maverick, the Top Gun film, delayed. Uh, Black Widow, delayed. Mm. Avatar. What? Um, what else? Uh, hold on, I'm still going through this list because it's oh, well, we know coming to America now is coming on Amazon Prime, right? Um, Tomb Raider 2, that seems like a fine choice. The King's Summer Flop, right? So that will come out in August anyway, (laughs) yeah. Morbius, um, oh, Fireplace 2. Oh, they were showing the promos for that before this whole thing started. Right. For Godzilla versus Kong, Spiral, uh, F9, uh, Fast and Furious 9, <laughs> Jurassic World Dominion, <laughs> Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. Apple, Double, mm-hmm. Uncharted. So I mean, in Shang Chi and the Shang Chi and the Ten. Oh Rings. yeah. I mean, the Marvel ones are coming out Disney Plus. They ain't gonna go crazy. I, on this one, I've got to feel like they have to start going. There's a way to do it. I mean, because I feel like if anybody that's proof this whole thing of, hey, it's going to shut our studio down if we don't make money on this thing, it's Marvel. Yeah. I think Black Widow seems to be probably, out of all, I think Black Widow seems to be like the next domino to fall. I'd say mm-hmm. probably um, uh, February. Yeah, I, I say around Valentine's Day, they're just like, yeah, let's just drop it. They have a notorious yeah. February record. I could take mm-hmm. February as well. Yeah. I bet they're going to put Black Widow out on May because they normally put their films out on May, free comic book day weekend, and just to stay within some sort of tradition, even though 2020 was the first time in forever we haven't had a Marvel Studios film in theaters to go to. And again, can I say how glad I am that Endgame came out last year? Well, I was going to say, Quiet Place 2 would be, I mean, that seems like another one that could be, I mean, depending on how much the studio putting the money into it, I think that would be another good one for people to watch at home because you can it's, you can freak out a whole lot more watching a movie like that at home almost versus a studio where, I mean, in a theater where somebody's on their phone, you know, blabbing their mouth and the, you know, dramatic part, I mean, the scary part comes out. So Don't, I think don't forget the baby crying right at that point. Hey, yo, what's up, man? Yeah, I'm, I know, man. I'm, I'm good. I can talk. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, no, I'm good. I'm in the movie. No, I can talk. It's all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So we've got that. Jay King, you got any thoughts on it? Uh, there's some really good candidates. I think the the only holdover I see is being James Cameron, which is, you know, he's probably going to want the you, you have to have the full submersive theater experience for my for my film. Um, and I, I can see him being that guy when it comes to releasing Avatar. He'll hold out as long as COVID is around, so he can get people in the theaters. Get the head count and show it on IMAX, Super IMAX, or whatever we're doing by 2023. Um, Which maybe by that point people will stop caring about it. Avatar. Oh wait, that was they will. Oh, that was oh okay, that was uh 2015. All right. 
Um, <laughs> I, I, I think um, he'll be the one lone holdover. Everybody else will probably get with it, especially with Wonder Woman, after Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's going to be the bar. That's going to be what studios measure and say, hey, if they, if they can turn a, a, a nearly a billion to a billion, we're going to go ahead and release our stuff. Man, we, we got no choice. I mean, would we keep holding on to it and, or, or let it go and, and, and release it? I think all the studios are going to fall suit uh, after um, uh, Wonder Woman. The, all those movies are potential candidates. I only see Avatar being the holdout because of James Cameron. I know he's going to pull that. We didn't mention this earlier, but Wonder Woman is a super lore to theaters. I feel like way more than Tenet because you never know what you're oh, going to yeah. do with, with a Nolan film. It's like, eh, is it going to be Prestige? Is it going to be Inception? Or is it going to mm-hmm. be Interstellar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely, and that so was the thing case, about it. Like, here's the thing, though, because I'm wondering, people are going to go to the theater to see this, where it's safe mm-hmm. to go. I wonder if there there'll be any way to track, like, oh shoot, there are a bunch of people in this movie theater that went to see Wonder Woman and got COVID. Yeah, yeah. and most yeah. most like your phone contact tracing. Yeah, your mm-hmm. phone contact tracing. But here's the other thing: is like, I know a lot of the studios where we are you can buy i mean like just using a fandango you can see like kind of look at how many people are in the theater and you can see all right wait where is this person going to be where's that seat uh there's somebody two rows in front of me i'm not going i mean i think that's the calculus for even the movie goer is going to be it's like um that seat's too close to this jerk you know mm-hmm. i'm good mm-hmm. Jay, so we finally found a use for calculus awesome nice <laughs> calculus is awesome all right. But aren't the I'm AMC sure. theaters in the area closed? I mean, I'm just saying, like, for us, I mean, before we started looking, I mean, none of us have even tried to go see a movie in since March, say the least. February yeah. for me. What that? So, yeah. I believe it was February, right? Yeah. What did yeah, we last watch in the theater? That's when I saw. Oh, <laughs> come, uh, Bad Boys 3. That's I saw wow. it late in January. Yes. Okay. Oscar winning Bad Boys 3, Bad Boys Select. Picture of the year. Best <laughs> <laughs> supporting actor, Martin Lawrence. Starting campaign for right now. Best, best actress, Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens for Bad Boys 3 for life. But, fellas, somehow I've managed to see 90, re- review 90 films already. This year? This year. Yeah, I believe Damn. it. Okay. You'll be all up on Netflix going through the dungeons of Netflix and finding I out do. Crap. I go to the, I go to <laughs> the, the catacombs. <laughs> the dregs. There's no light the except for the, the tiny lights in the eyes of the rats down there. But yeah. <laughs> I'm going to watch a movie this week about killer cicadas. Do do you have a VOD pay-per-view link for that so we can all watch that? <laughs> Sounds great. And I'm about to watch a Nicolas Cage movie where he is a jiu-jitsu expert. Oh, please. Oh, God, I think please I saw that. The name. What is the name of this movie? Oh, no, I think it has to call it jiu-jitsu. <laughs> now <laughs> I will have a screener link for it. So, oh, I got you guys. Yeah. <laughs> all right, wow. we can a real in the notes, oh they God. reference Mandy, so I'm excited about that one. Oh, they, oh wow. Oh, no, I know what I meant yeah. for it. What's up, everybody? You have exhausted every last single option in terms of action movies on your Hulu, Amazon, and Netflix accounts. You need a new one? Our friends at Paramount Pictures have you covered with the rated R film Jiu-Jitsu, starring Nicolas Cage, Tony Jaa, Ulaine Musi, Frank Grillo, and Juju Chan. It's a group of ancient jiu-jitsu fighters who have to deal with an ultimate enemy that's not from this planet. So that's right, we got Nicolas Cage, jiu-jitsu fighter, fighting alien invaders. How can this movie be bad? I ask you. But you can check it out. You don't even have to ask me. Alright, so you can buy or rent jiu-jitsu tonight or some lucky readers, listeners, what have you can get a free copy from Lyle's Movie Files, courtesy of Paramount Pictures, 
All you got to do is email me at lylesmoviefiles at gmail.com and tell me why you want to see this movie. That's simple. Let's see this movie. Jiu-Jitsu looks like a lot of fun and lots of insane Nicolas Cage craziness, which, of course, is never a bad thing. So check it out. Jiu-Jitsu. Buy or rent it tonight or win a free copy. Lyles Movie Files and Paramount Pictures. Now back to the rest of the show. So Zack Snyder has made like all the news for DC this year outside of, hey, are they going to put Wonder Woman out or not? So new Justice League Snyder Cut trailer dropped yesterday. And Mm -hmm. Snyder is, of course, an Oscar winning director. He decided to try something different and put the trailer out in black and white. It was a decision he made. But later on, we saw the color version, which, of course, was like, hey, a colored version of this movie. It's awesome. Uh, did you guys see it? And what did you think? I saw it. It's fine. Same one in it. It's just different colors. No, they added in a few more segments, like sad oh. watching kids play football. Became a oh. meme, like in oh, 20 I seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Little clips here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah, we got the Still new see it. design. Yeah. It looked like a bomb. Yeah. Which is awesome. All right, so I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm ready to hear when we're actually going to start to see the first part of this four-part installment. Snyder keeps teasing, like, well, I mean, I could have more in store. Nothing's etched in stone. But, man, if, if, if between Wonder Woman and this, I feel like there's a lot more momentum behind the Snyder versions of this universe. And... Yep. You know, I mean, know they've got this Green Lantern show in the works, but I feel like Zack Snyder working on something within this universe, maybe a Cyborg series on HBO Max. Maybe we could have that happen because he seems to be a huge fan of Ray Fisher and Cyborg. And looks like he has more of a presence. Looks like Zack really wanted to do. He's like, hey, there's life in this franchise that you guys are just leaving on the table. It's like. I mean, and it seems like all the actors are like, seriously, we would be working right now on our second and third movies if you would put this cut out versus the ill lukewarm received Josh Whedon version. We'd all, I mean, like Chief would say, we'd be on Superman Man of Steel too. Like we would have had the Batman versus Deathstroke movie that we could have easily got. I mean, so I'm, I'm a big fun movie. All, all this is like, no, give me the keys. I'll run it right. And you guys don't touch any of my movie, don't edit anything, and just let me do the promotion because I can do it far better than you guys have been doing for years. Could you imagine well, a DC universe where there was continuity between Titans and like Batman, Superman, you know, a good version obviously of Superman. You know what I mean? Like continuity, kind of like what Agents of Shield was and literally every other Marvel TV show. Oh, um, with the movies, like some kind of continuity, could you imagine that? That would have been awesome. Aside from Flashpoint, Correction, Crisis, that was like the best thing we got. That's sad because the movies, which have a hell of a lot more budget, had to ask those guys, the TV cats, to be a part of their thing, not the other way around. So, I mean, what does that say? I mean, everybody wants continuity. That's what the point is. So hopefully... Zack Snyder get some more say in this, right? Like, I don't know, man. I, I'm always going to be skeptical of DC because every time I get my hopes up, just <laughs> yeah. drop it back down. I'm, th- I'm, I'm thinking with HBO Max, they kind of come to the conclusion. It's like, all right, we said they're multiverse. I mean, we have, we're, we're okay with the multiverse, but now, like, okay, maybe we keep the Titans and um, the Titans and Doom Control. Cool off on everything but everything else after that beside those two i mean and the cw verse shows because we can't call them Arrowverse anymore uh even the mel wasn't happy about that by the way who would i mean it was pointless they <laughs> like, changed it or they had it he was mad <laughs> steven mel from Arrowverse. yeah it really is the cw verse oh that's dumb <laughs> yeah um but if they, if they just say hey Everything on those three or four shows, I mean, the TV shows on CW and the original DC universe, everything after that is all one universe. Like the uh, Green Lantern universe is now part of the Zack Snyder universe of DC. Like 
maybe I think that is the intention to have okay. it in part of that universe. Yeah. Well, it's like just like all right, maybe talk to him like, hey, don't make it super dark like you were probably gonna go originally. Maybe just uplift it a little bit, kind of Wonder Woman, Shazam level. We'll be good. We will not edit the hell out of your movie. It will be whatever you're trying to, whatever you decide to come up with after this will be a three and a half hour long movie and people just have to do it. Because, man, I rewatched through Justice League now. And having watched Dawn of Justice, the Ultimate Edition, and then watching Suicide Squad, where it's like, and then going to Justice League. I really noticed the shift in what Snyder did and what Whedon did. Mm-hmm. I understand why you're supposed to care about that Russian family. Like, stop it. You did that already <laughs> in both Avengers. Stop. You don't care about these stupid idiots and this little girl with the bug spray. Go for ya. Stop. Not good. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what Snyder does. And, and I feel like I'm okay with his his version of the DC universe. I know I've said before, why don't you just do what Marvel Studios does? But that 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 ship is lost in the sails and they can't fix that unless they have the Russo brothers come over, which they won't, so we'll play. Okay. Moving right along. Scream five is coming out in twenty twenty two. I don't know why it's taking so long, but we're getting Scream Five. As someone who enjoyed Scream 4, I'm excited to see this. And we've got uh, the long-standing surviving members, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, and David Arquette returning for this one as well. Are you guys remotely excited about this? They're in their mid-50s. Not in the least bit. Uh, how old is Jamie Retarded? 70. He's still in Halloween movies. Nobody asked for those. <laughs> That was no like a guest star. Me. Like, oh my gosh, that's great. That's like the Terminator. That's like old girl from Terminator. Like, oh wow, that's great. Like, that's different. These people are trying to make continuous sequels to the same person. Sydney yeah. Prescott is an icon. Uh, of whom? It just reminds me of '90s. I don't know about icon. It just as much as nostalgia. '90s horror movie icon. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know about icon. Even when they brought back Jamie Lee for the latest installment of Halloween, I was like, all right, that's cool, but is there, and then, isn't there another story to tell? Is there another uh, 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 scary movie, uh, horror icon in the making, in the wings? Is there another franchise to be made? Okay. Listen to this. Like, if you enjoy (laughs) Happy Death Day, one and two. That would be like, okay, let's make sure we get this one out. Um, mm-hmm. Scream mm-hmm. 5, maybe you can do a pandemic version, kind of, because, I mean, that was the whole, I mean, that's what I thought made uh, Scream 4 good, was because it used, like, kind of social media tropes to make Scream 4. Maybe they kind of borrow some stuff that we're dealing with right now, and then use it as a pandemic, like, no one can see you scream, because they're all locked in their houses. Um, I'm not I won't wear my ghost face, man. Yeah, I'm not excited to see it, but I will give that movie a try. I mean, I'll, I'll give that a, a shot since they did such a good job of Scream 4. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys see mm-hmm. Scream 4? I don't remember yeah. Scream 4. Please remind me what it what happened. Was that the farmhouse one? Someone got killed. Emma Roberts was in that one. I don't know who that is. Who was that? Julia Roberts. Have you ever seen Scream Queen? Yeah. Like, watch, if you, you get, I mean, if you're working from home and you have, I guess, Hulu, watch Screen Queens. It's hilarious. Screen Queens is great TV. Yeah. Excellent. Screen Queens. Okay. Yep. It was a Fox. Anyways, I still don't, I don't know if I watched the uh, four, though. I think I did. I'm pretty sure I did. When did it come out? I mean, if you tell me the year, I'll tell you yes or no. Um, give me a second. It was really good for the fourth installment of a horror film series mm-hmm. that hadn't been out for a minute. Came out 2011. Wow. That was a minute. I'm pretty sure I did not see that then. It's worth checking saw out. Three. It was, definitely they saw did a three. really good job with it. Like Jay said, huh. it was 
it felt like a modern take on screen without trashing all the stuff that made the first three work depending on your ranking systems of your preference on those other films two was the best one which one i like two that's funny i think that's my least favorite of the whole saga i i didn't like three i just didn't like three you don't like the first one i think the first one's fine i mean obviously that's great two just kind of popped it to me no, no, two top this one, but three was kind of like, eh. That's why I was like, four. I probably was like, I'm not watching it. Yeah, check it out. I'm sure it's on some some streaming network at this point, like everything else in the world. Um, okay, mild debate question. So I was on Twitter, like I'm known to do from time to time. And I'm sure if you spent 30 seconds on Twitter, Twitter or two, you've seen this. Name a more iconic duo, I'll wait, or when they show, or my favorite, most awful take on this entire trend was they showed Courtney, Chloe, and Kim Kardashian, and we're like, name a more iconic trio, I'll wait. So earlier this week, somebody posted, and I remember his name, the Beastie Boys License to Ill was the best debut album, come at me. What the hell? And I was like, whoa, really? wait, stop. Really? Time out. So, so he's many, never heard of Illmatic. So, so many better. Let's switch the genres and just say off the wall, Michael Jackson's debut solo effing album, The End. Shut up. Like, Let's go rap. Like, what are you well, talking like about? Well, that was actually his second solo album. Got it. Talking about the one that Motown put out that doesn't count? It does count. That does count. Not count. That has to Not count. count. In, in his chronology, <laughs> that has out. to count. He didn't want it out, but they it's counted as his first. It's just like Prince's first. first it's just like Prince's first he album. He wanted on Epic. How about that? We'll, well, that? we'll put that out with an asterisk. That's like Prince's first album. Everybody thinks Prince's first album was the self-titled Prince, but it wasn't. All right, let's, let's narrow it down to rap. What was the best fine. debut rap album? 36 Cameras of Death. I mean, there's too many, honestly. There's too many. Illmatic. Dog okay, style. let's go with... I'll, I'll make it, I'll make it easier because I'm with you. All right. Three. Give me a coast. Three. <laughs> okay. I'll give you a coast. <laughs> All right. Ron, you want to go first? Absolutely. Are we keeping it? What are the rules? Three. Three. <laughs> three only rap. No. No honorable mention. Just three. Three only rap. No honorable mention. All right. All right. He knows that. Like, honorable mention, eight more. All too well. All too well, I see. My All fifth right. honorable mention goes to. <laughs> um, uh, Illmatic, number one. Number two, paid in full. Number three, oh, God. God. Oh, number three, number three. Uh, I'm really trying to narrow it, and it's really, really difficult for me to do this. Um, Why don't you just do the first one that comes to mind? Maybe we'll take the other one. All right. Um, doggy style. Hard to go wrong. All right, I'm going to go first, because I know Jay's going to try to take mine. Yeah. Mine is... We talked about this before we started the show. The DOC, <laughs> no one can do it better. Gosh. Hilarious. I play it through all the way, and it ends with maybe the best cap of an album with the grand finale. Because it's just like, man, the DOC just starts referencing all his earlier songs, and it's like, hey, if you miss these songs, go back and check it. So that one, um, the greatest what is story in rap. And next one, Entered the 36 chambers because at Howard, it was like, oh man, everything's changed now. So that was great. And because for whatever reason, my musical stylings tend to hear a bit more West Coast, or at least back in the classic days, Dr. Dre the Chronic. Fearless. All right, what you got, bro? All right. <clears throat> uh, I got Notorious Big. Um, ready to die. I got reasonable doubt. Um, Jay Z. 
and you you, you managed right before I said it. You said it. I was like, oh, I was gonna take thirty six chamber. Uh, uh, that last one only because oh, uh, two apocalypse now. Like, that would be my career. I'm, I'm, I'm safe with that three. Pop, pop. Uh, I'm surprised we still haven't heard any cash money or no limit references yet. Gun. <laughs> we we live too far north for that. We'll save we'll save that for a much later date. We'll save that for when we all retire in Atlanta. And like, all right, we can out now. We can fucking see this shit. Or not Atlanta. I'm sorry, Louisiana. Um, Louisiana. I like the albums. Don't get me wrong, but best debut albums. Yeah. Well, y'all right. already said the ones I got, so I don't really care. But these are the ones I will always shout out. Mm-hmm. Thirty Six Chambers Death Enter Freaking Wu Tang Best Goddamn <laughs> Debut Album Ready to Die. Come on, man! Them niggas in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Off of two albums. Come on, <laughs> baby. Man. You know, and a couple guest appearances too. Now. I kind of I mean, Bone and Biggie, Biggie was in the in the what with uh with uh with uh Method Method. Method. come on man, Method. man, and then I'm fluctuated <laughs> between the Chronic, but I'm going to go with who I would have had as honorable mention. Actually, you know what? Let me switch it. Chronic would be my honorable mention because the Miseducation of Lauren Hill was the best debut album because she ain't put out nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, like, Not a daggone thing. You talk about the best debut album. That's her only album. Still, I gotta write the first time. No need for anything else. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> else. Still touring off it, but can't use the songs because she didn't pay the people that made the album. That's what I'm saying. Best debut album. That thing fell apart as a business deal, and that's why we we got lucky with this album. Cause that album was so on point. And you're like, yo, her next album gonna be great, man. She ain't no druggie, man. That's right. She's talking this this stuff. She doesn't she doesn't have sex with fifty dudes and 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 have babies out of wedlock and all this shit. You know, she's talking real stuff. And then you're like, all right, that's fine. Find out later that <laughs> that she was messing with married dudes. Actually, like, what the hell? I'm telling you, that is the best debut album given all the crap around it. And yeah. nothing to do with anything since. And she's still late to concerts <laughs> off of this. <laughs> same thing that she's performing. She ain't performing nothing new. Y'all are always same, performing the songs from those the same from that record album. from 22 years ago. We still buy tickets to go see her. You go, you go, you smoke up, you drink. You go, if she shows up, you're like, cool, I still had a party. If she doesn't show up, you're like, cool, I had, you know, we're having a party. If she shows up, you're like, yo, she's here. And she's singing the songs with a different beat. Awesome. And it's still, it's still a lot of good concert. So let me be clear. That's my number one. Miss Education, Lauryn Hill, 36 Chambers. Getting ready to die. <laughs> oh, that worked out perfect letting you go last on that one, guy. All right. I had to do something. Y'all saved me for last. I said it said every I goddamn mean, you album. Brought it. Really good. <laughs> you were like just in 36 chambers. All right, let me wrap this up. Yeah, no more. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, fellas. It's that time of the week. Who are your nominees for dummies of the week? Bro. Oh, Jesus. You always start this off like Ice Cube. So, what you got? Mm. Oh, well, speaking of a fellow uh, endorser. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my W of the week is one Mr. Little Wayne. Uh, Mr. Lorraine is now facing 10 years of federal gun charges for hanging out in Florida. So hopefully, you know, in the last couple months, his buddy who we endorsed can give him a nice little pardon to get out of jail tar. Uh, but I don't think that one's coming. So right now, my W of the week is Mr. Little Wayne. Crazy. <laughs> All right, Gunner, what you got? I don't know, man. I mean, uh, so many. You got the you got the white dude playing Martin Luther King over at Kent State University, man. Where they I teach mean, you have, if you're going to mention it, you have to mention it in case people listening haven't heard it. Sorry, there's in 2015, apparently, there was a play. They had a white dude play him okay and said play. 
And um, the the excuse, let me see, they reached out to the dude and said, Dr. King is not just a prominent African-American. He's a prominent American. We we can't, why can't an American play another prominent American? And completely, like, the most whitewashed answer I've ever heard in my daggone life. I'm sitting here like, uh, you realize we're talking about some dude that fought racism and a racism thing plays about racism and you decide to play a white dude playing MLK. Do you not understand how problematic that is? Dummy of the week goes to everyone who thought this was a good idea and approved it to have it even this far on stage to the point where we're still talking about it in 2020. All right. My choice for dummy of the week is Zack Snyder because even though I'm very hyped up and excited about the Snyder Cut of Justice League, he's trying to see how far he can go because now he's teasing a director's cut version of Man of Steel. It's not necessary, Zach. Hold off. Let's just get this one right. Let's move no. forward, not back. Always forward, never back. Give me more the words of Luke Cage and Bobby Fish. All right, fellas. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank y'all as always for rolling with me. Thank y'all out there for listening. This episode of Loud's Movie Files has been filed.